0: Hi, this is Jeff Alpin, The Big Game Hunter, and you are listening to No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1420, and welcome to Sunday. And as I've been doing all year, Sunday is a day where I've been bringing back some of my interviews from my old show, Job Search Radio, which... I think that today is actually the last day that the show is being released. I decided to bring it to an end, even though it was the number two show in Apple podcasts for job hunting. Frankly, everything is a lot of work these days and I'm doing a lot of coaching and I just was starting to run out of time. So, I thought basically, I would start bringing back interviews that I did a few years ago uh, because there's some great material in there that I thought I would share. Today's interview is with Hannah Morgan from careersherpa.net. Hannah is very well known in the job search blogging world. And here she talks about becoming a sleuth to find the hiring manager. Hope you find it helpful and hope you give it a great review in Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, you know, wherever you listen to the show, you know, seriously, give it a great review. Spotify, we're on Spotify as well. And I'll also say if you're interested in my coaching, oh, I should say my coaching you, <laughs> connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Once we're connected, message me that you're interested in coaching. We'll set up time for a free discovery call. And with that, let's get going.
1: Yeah. My guest for this show is Hannah Morgan, who's a job search, career, and social media strategist, and founder of CareerSherpa.net. She teaches job seekers how to land jobs in today's competitive market by standing out with a solid online reputation and using social networks to sleuth connections and information. Hannah, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on board.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jeff.
1: You're very welcome. So I had a guest on recently uh, named Dave Opton from Execunet who spoke about, and I think all of us know this statistic, 70% of all jobs are filled by people through networking. But then he continued on to say that 70% of those 70% actually come about through finding people that you didn't know at the beginning of the job search. So that leads itself to our talking about how do you find these people who could be useful to you? And, you know, as someone who does sleuthing, where should someone start off if they are going to start sleuthing to find leads for themselves in their networking?
2: Right. And, you know, I love that chat and that that information from um, ExecutiveNet, and I think that. That's just so powerful, and I hope it helps drive people in the direction of sleuthing and being more comfortable networking. Professionally um, and for job seekers, the easiest place to begin sleuthing is LinkedIn. So um, there are so many different ways to go about this, but we'll start with the most obvious. Um, if there's a job description, um, a job posting that you've seen posted, um, Go check out that job description and see if there are any clues or hints about who the hiring manager, the actual person maybe you would be reporting into might be. Sometimes job postings will include a job title, um, or sometimes it will say, "Please uh, submit your resume directly to and it will give a person's name. Sometimes that's the human resources person, but other times it might be the actual person that you'd be reporting into or the hiring manager. So with a little sleuthing in hand, if you've been able to come up with a job title or name, I would recommend going over to LinkedIn and searching for that name on LinkedIn and see what information, what profiles come up. Oftentimes, you might find that you're connected to somebody, and it would be not too difficult to um, reach out and ask to connect via LinkedIn to that person. So you can begin establishing a a relationship earlier in the process. Um, now, hypothetically,
1: if the name isn't there or it isn't right. obvious, like in like in Big Company 101, you know, hi, Absolutely. we are Mondo Behemoth Enterprises, and, uh, you know, we hide everything that we post. Uh, where might someone start that way under those circumstances?
2: Great question. So one uh, going back to LinkedIn again, um, I would recommend going to... Uh, doing a search for the company on LinkedIn. And because almost every the Fortune 500 company is on LinkedIn, chances are pretty good that almost any company that you would be interested in would be somehow, some way on LinkedIn. So if you go do a company search, you can see a listing of all the employees who work there. And underneath each person, each employee's profile, it will say if you know anybody who is connected to them, if you're not already a first level connection. So if you begin looking at who you know who's connected to those people, you could reach out to somebody and say, hey, I see that you I see that you know Hannah. I would love an introduction. Would you be willing to do that for me? So that's just one way. Um, there may be multiple people and multiple contacts that you have in that company. The outreach is really an opportunity to ask that person who works inside the company for any insight they have, why they like working for that company, how they got started in that company, how they got hired in that company, um, some of the things that they have enjoyed about working for that company. So that, that person who is company insider can be a wonderful informant, um, source of information about the inside scoop on the company. And so often we can get some great Oscar the record information about a company by speaking with somebody in the company ahead of the whole job application and interview process.
1: I agree with you on that, Hannah. Sometimes I wish LinkedIn also had a messaging function. So if you could catch someone online, you might be able to do that in a more real-time kind of way. But for now, it doesn't. And as a result, what I'm hearing you talk about is almost like informational interviewing online.
2: Absolutely. So let me just say you made this wonderful um, observation. Wouldn't it be great if LinkedIn had sort of an instant messaging system where you could reach out to them? Let's take that one step in a different direction because there are open networks that don't require you to have any kind of formal connection or uh, interaction with somebody and be able to have a conversation with them online. So an example of two of those open networks are Twitter and Google+. So if you search for that person on LinkedIn and you can't find them or there's just no way for you to really um, connect with them, search for them on Twitter, search for their name on Twitter, or search for the company on Twitter, and use Twitter as an outreach. You can send a simple message that says, hey, I'm following your company, I'm really interested in getting the inside scoop, who would you recommend I speak to? Um, Or you could do the same thing on Google+. You can see on Google+, many times, um, if you search from the search bar on Google+, you can search for a company name, and it will show you the employees who have listed that company in their profile. So you will see lots of different uh, results for ABC Company, um and some of those people may be just the people that you might want to be reaching out to. If not, the wonderful thing about Twitter and Google Plus is that they're both open networks and generally people who are on those networks are receptive to the outreach. Where LinkedIn really bases um if people are more conservative and they're less outgoing in general, um, those two other platforms are, are much more Understanding of the openness of
1: the relationship or lack thereof. On Google+, one of the fun ways to do it after you've actually uh, connected with someone or started to follow them uh, is to see if you might be able to arrange a time for a hangout, which doesn't require that someone be at their desk. You know, there's an app for that, for both Android and iOS, where you could just do a hangout and have a brief conversation with someone. Or you can, of course, use Google Talk, Gtalk, uh, to be able to do uh, a conversation online with someone, a couple of different ways. But I think I've taken us off the, the subject of uh, using LinkedIn to do some of the sleuthing, uh, and we've solved one issue, which is, you know, how to have that conversation with someone. Uh, so circling back to that behemoth company and trying to find some of the people, I heard you talk about uh, going to the company page, seeing who you knew who might be there, see who they might know who was there as well, to see if they might provide an introduction uh, so you could do uh, some networking to to get to the hiring manager. Did I recap that properly?
2: You absolutely did. Yes, absolutely. So LinkedIn Good. also has, I'm going to add, if I may, LinkedIn also has an um, alumni function, which is under the Connections button, the connections pull-down menu. And so many times people don't think about using their alumni connections. I've been out of school many, many years, don't even want to say how long. But because I share that common bond of where I attended college, that oftentimes can open up a door with a complete stranger, somebody who graduated many years ahead of me or many years behind me. So I I would really encourage anybody at any age to consider using the alumni function. uh, Find alumni function uh, on LinkedIn because it's just another way that you can open up your network to find those people who might work for the target companies.
1: That's a sweet one. Um, And where was it? Where was it located again? Was it under? Yes, it's under connections. I was just was taking a quick look. Uh, at my desktop to find it. So uh, for my listeners, if you go to your LinkedIn homepage and you see the Connections tab uh, along the top, do a drop-down, and you'll see the Find Alumni function there as a way of trying to find some people uh, to network with. Nice one.
2: So it shows you where the, where all of your alumni live, where they work. And so if you you can show more to see the different companies no um, more. And I thought you can even search the set. So if you wanted to search to see if there was anyone who worked at that behemoth company, um, you can enter that in, and if that company name comes up, you will see. In this case, I entered a company name, and once you you'll see the blue bar sort of expands. If you click on where they work, you'll see that. Demographic information of just those that number of people um, and what they do, um, so, and then scroll down, you'll see the, pic- the pictures of people who actually whatever that number is. You'll see those people listed below. You'll see their profiles and when they. And
1: that's them. for the alumni function.
2: Mm-hmm. Where you
1: can do that. Nice.
2: Yeah. So it's really it's a it's a great tool, and again. Because uh, there is that strength of a, an alumni connection, um, I think that that's a very powerful way to reconnect or re- establish a new relationship with somebody.
1: So for the first person who finds a job that they're interested in, uh, you've spoken so far about obviously seeing if any of your own connections um, can provide an introduction. Actually, you first talked about um, seeing if you can discern from the advertisement uh, whether you can figure out who the hiring manager is, then going to the company page for a first level connection or what you described as a second level. And now we're coming to the alumni page to see if there might be people who you've gone to school with. Uh, who might know who this individual is or who works for this firm that you might be able to reach out to uh, for an introduction uh, or just for informational interviewing.
2: Right, absolutely.
1: Good. So we'll be back with more from Hannah Morgan in just a moment, but first my job search insider tip for this show. So my Job Search Insider Tip is being brought to you on this show by Ron Nash, the LinkedIn Whisperer. Ron, what do you have for my audience?
3: Jeff, today I'm actually going to share a story based on two parables that I call You're Not Going to Frickin' Believe What This Guy Did on His Way to the Job Interview.
1: Quite a title, Ron. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, so it's based on a scenario, and, and I'm certain that the scenarios happen. In fact, it's a scenario I can take from my own life and just kind of retrofit it. But parable number one, it's a simple idea. Individual, been looking for an opportunity, finally gets a job interview, extremely excited, puts on his best interview clothes. On the way to the interview, stops at a Starbucks, decides to get a cup of coffee, jumps in the car, turns on the local news, you know, Death and destruction, whatever the heck they're broadcasting. Driving to the interview, just thinking along the way, on the way to take the exit to the company, someone in a blue BMW cuts him off abruptly. He spills coffee. Needless to say, while it's hot, that's not the big deal. It messes up his outfit. He sees red, you know, road rage, red, red. Takes his exit off, storms up, you know, to the uh, goes to the parking lot, storms up to the place of where he's going to be interviewing, goes up to the reception, and says, you know, what? Some idiot just cut me off. I, I, I spilled coffee all over myself. Do you have a restroom? They direct him to the restroom. He goes in, takes a paper towel, tries to wipe it off, makes a bigger mess. Comes out, sits in the lobby, fuming. His state is absolutely, He's almost like what Caesar Milan calls red zone at this juncture the hiring manager comes out to greet him and as he introduces himself he's very conscious of the stain and he says you know what I apologize in advance some idiot in a blue BMW cut me off on my way here hiring manager looks at him and she says you know apologetically you know I have to apologize I think that was me I had an emergency here now Jeff I ask you this at this juncture based on the desperation that that person felt for a job you think they would have an opportunity to build rapport to get that opportunity?
1: Not with road rage going on. <laughs> Not with that kind of attitude.
3: <laughs> exactly. I think it's pretty obvious, but, I mean, you know, if we were to talk about the state that we show up in, I mean, there's a lot of different things that go on in our minds uh, before an interview. So in order to have a successful interview, I think it takes a, a, a different state of mind in and, and, I'll talk about what I call reframing. So, in this second parable, same exact scenario, you know, interview, uh, set up Starbucks coffee. In this case, person's listening to really nice music, getting in a good mood. Someone cuts them off in a blue beamer. First thing that person does is what's called reframing. Oh my God! I hope the person's okay. Uh, you know, that was abrupt. I hope that I hope they're okay. I hope there's no emergency. You know, inter- individual takes the exit off, goes up to the parking lot. Goes out into the reception area and notices how beautiful the building is. Uh, goes to the reception, asks for the restroom, and says, hey, you know what, I had an unfortunate incident. Someone cut me off. I spilled coffee. Is there a restroom? That individual says, hey, I have some shout in my desk. Why don't you try shouting it out? And goes to the restroom, tries wiping the stain off, makes a bigger mess, kind of chuckles, comes out, gives the uh, reception the shout, waits for the interview to come down. The interviewer comes down, and and, uh, at that juncture, interviewee says, you know what, I have to apologize in advance. Someone cut me off, and I made a big mess, and I, I, you know, it was a blue BMW, and I don't know what happened. I hope they're okay. The interviewer says, you know what, I have to apologize. That was me. I noticed you in my back mirror, and, and I had an emergency at work. And they both, at that juncture, start building the first level of rapport. Now, that's called reframing. And from your experience, because you're the big game hunter, you've had lots of experience, how do you think the person's ability to build rapport at that juncture would be?
1: Number one is they've drawn the hiring manager in with guilt. Number two is, <laughs> more importantly, they're prepared now. They're not out of control like the first situation with road rage. They're more in control of their emotions. They're more in control of their mental faculties. They're ready to perform versus the first person who's ready to be angry.
3: That is absolutely the case and interestingly enough as i used a term called reframing and so in the world of psychology it's a simple process there's actually four really easy steps when i find myself in a situation as i am him <laughs> and things happen the the brain has a chemical reaction that lasts about 90 seconds so so adrenaline rush you get whatever the emotion is it lasts 90 second 90 seconds after that juncture it's purely up to you if you want to stay in that state now Easy four-step reframing process. Number one, heed the warning signs before you go into the red zone. You know, obviously, usually there's something that shows up for you. Uh, You know, clenched jaw, increased heart rate. You may be a little anxiety or anxious. Number two, check your breathing. Slow your breathing down. Anger promotes uh, restricted breathing, lack of breathing. Number three, acknowledge the emotion. You know, I'm a little ticked right now. It's okay to acknowledge it. But you know, if you feed that story, it's going to grow into a monster. And then number four, reframe how you see the situation. In this case, the second parable, the person was able to say, you know what, I hope that individual's okay as opposed to taking it personal.
1: Very nice tip, Ron. How can people reach you?
3: Very simply, uh, two ways. Number one, my website, www.theinacademy.com. That's T-H-E-I-N academy.com and if you're on LinkedIn let me just say you can reach me at linkedin.com and I'm the N Academy.
1: Thank you Ron. Great tip. And now we're back with Hannah and let's continue our conversation. So Hannah, lots of good stuff that you've given us so far but I want some of the the extra stuff, the the secret sauce that you use uh, when you're using doing networking beyond simply, you know, the things that you know most people know about. Can you dig down a couple of layers and offer my huh? listeners some of the, the premium stuff?
2: Sure, sure. You know, I, um, I I learn a lot from recruiters and expert sourcers, people who actually do this for a living. Uh, I love to keep in contact with them, and, and I know that there are lots of secrets that they know that I don't even know about. But I, I have learned about some of them. Um, many times um, we're trying to get the email of somebody, right? And we, we it's difficult to find that in email connection. There is a, a website called Um apostrophe E-M, RecruitEm. Um, and it actually has a different URL, but recruit 'em is the name is the website name. If you go into that, you can enter the name of the person or company, and um, it will bring up the, the, their LinkedIn profile, or it, whether you're connected or not, they'll give you the URL to their LinkedIn profile. So that's one way of doing it. I'll tell you, but. I recently wrote a book, uh, Jeff, and I, I had to reach out to people that I had no connection with to ask them permission to use some of the information that they I had found online. And so one of the things that I was able to do more often than not was to find them on Google Plus or on Twitter um, because if I found their name, I found the person's name, and, and really that is the golden nugget. You've got to be able to find a name. I was able to um, just Google that name and come up with the many different places where they had social outlets. Um, Many times the the Twitter account would come up first and oftentimes the Google Plus account would come up. But there are other um, social networks out there that are more for creatives, but other people are using them. Um, Sites such as, and now I'm pausing for a second so I can make sure I get them right, um, Dribble is one of them, and it's D-R-I-B-B-B-L-E. Um Again, if you're Googling somebody's name, you will see all the different social media platforms that they might have a presence on, and oftentimes you can get your, their emails from those profiles or at least reach out to them.
1: Very sweet. Um, You said Dribbble is for creative types?
2: It is. But we're starting to see um, more and more people get on these. They're using them almost as a portfolio. Behance, B-E-H-A-N-C-E, is another portfolio for creatives. But what, again, a lot of professionals are doing is using that as a place to capture images of their work, samples of their work. Um, and we think about that, almost all of us have some sample of work that we could take a screenshot of or a photograph of, and they're embedding that in these portfolio sites like Behance or Dribbble, and then they have those um, pictures or images of their work available online that they can link to, their LinkedIn profile, et cetera. So it becomes sort of this maze of tracing and tracking people back um, to find out where who are they actually, you know, where they've actually put some contact information and profile information.
1: And, and I know, because the work that I do, uh, Google Chrome uh, often attracts uh, extensions that I use to try and locate people, and particularly email addresses. Because in my case, I really want an email address to reach out to someone I don't currently have one of the. the uh, LinkedIn recruiter accounts. And what I found is extensions like Connectifier um, or, let's see now, there's another one called Monkey, M-O-N-K-I, uh, which is pretty good. But Connectifier is very good. And there's another one called Connect6, uh, also for uh, Chrome. That yes, well, I just this-
2: plugged in Chrome 6, uh, our uh- degree 6 and I, and I was in my Chrome browser and again nothing's perfect it's it's definitely a good start um, I used to love reportive um, because that would allow me when I got an email from somebody to track back their social media plat- their social media um, profile so that I could connect with them and learn more about them but that's go- going away which is too bad I agree
1: with you. Uh, Again, part of the uh, LinkedIn acquisition of Reportive uh, took away that functionality. Uh, There is, um, with Connectifier, it does much of that in in displaying the image of the person if it's able to find um, different. Uh, social networks, same with Monkey. Monkey will identify different social networks the person might be on uh, where you can hook up with them. So what it will do with a profile page on LinkedIn is it will have that displayed on the page for you if it's able to find them, of course. Um, so I find that a, a pretty helpful tool uh, to find people and how to reach out to them if by some chance I'm not connected to them.
2: I think the strength of a relationship is also sort of important in in getting the right kind of results. And often people have had great success reaching out to their network on Facebook. And I know we don't think of Facebook as really a job search tool, but for many people, they have a vast network of people they personally know on Facebook. And so there, there was a stat that said that a lot of people – and I can't remember the number, but it was a very large percentage of people had reached out to their um, network to ask for a, a inside information on a company and gotten a job through that way. So many times, people have listed the work, the company they work for, uh, within Facebook. So you can always do the search of profiles to find friends you may know who work at a particular company, or just add a private. Uh, or or add a a status to your update on Facebook asking anybody if they had any information or know anybody at that particular company that you're interested in. Um, It's amazing how people do want to help if they know they can.
1: I agree with you. Uh, I had a guest on a few months ago named Shally Steckerl. Uh, and Shally t- talked about one of the search functions, uh, with Facebook, where he said, most people know that you can do a search of your immediate connections. Uh, so that one he glossed over. But then he said, there's a search capability where you do, you can do friends of friends who work at. And then friends of friends who work at, I'm sorry, friends of friends of friends who work at, in effect getting to a third level from your connection. So once you've identified them, you can either message them through Facebook or ask your friends, you know, the real friends who you have on Facebook, for an introduction to someone so you can do the kind of sleuthing uh, to find out more about that job you want to uh, try and uh, connect for.
2: Right. Absolutely. Um, many times, um, Facebook is just we overlook that. You know, people are hesitant to use that as a a, a form of job search, and I, you know, I think it's a generational thing too. Um, it is a wonderful tool to to source and to look for different things. Um, LinkedIn has groups too, and I think that sometimes people forget that being a member of a group allows you to be able to reach out to people and establish a relationship or a connection with somebody you share a group with. So if I were a job seeker and I knew that I wanted to work for a company that was in financial services or I, knew, I would probably go look for um, groups that specialized in financial services and look for groups that had some kind of discussion, quality discussion going on in, that, in other words their numbers there. And that the group size was significant. And by joining that group, it gives me access to connect with anybody else in that group. Um, So that person that may have been a second or third level connection that you couldn't otherwise reach out to now becomes somebody that you can engage in conversation with, either right in the discussion platform or through an invitation. You
1: happen to use banking as an example. There's one group there with over 300,000 members that for banking and financial services. Uh, A global group can be helpful no matter where in the world you are. There are opportunities that are being listed there and people that you can connect with, again, no matter where in the world you are. Groups is a great vehicle.
2: I generally, yeah, I love the groups. And I think that people don't miss out on the opportunity to learn from groups. I think, you know, I generally steer job seekers away from connecting with human resources as a form of networking because I used to be in HR and I know that I don't have an awful lot of time to network with everybody who would want to network with me. So I've got to put some filters in place. But I also know that in today's day and age, more and more HR professionals are interested in expanding their network because they never know what the future may hold. What jobs they may need to fill, and so they are more open to connecting with um, people who might be a good fit for the company. So, you know, while I typically don't recommend that they, they are, they can be more open today, and just as viable of a source of information. And their names and their contact information is always pretty ready, pretty available um, to be able to, to reach out with.
1: I agree. Um- The goal for everyone is to get to the actual decision-maker. Ultimately, with human resources, and no disrespect to HR professionals, many are good friends. Uh, Many have helped feed my family for a long time. But ultimately, they have influence, and the only decision ultimately they make is to reject The hiring manager can choose to hire, the HR person can point out something adverse that causes the deal to go south. Ultimately, the HR person can't make the decision that that causes that firm to do the hire without the other person. So they're influential, but they're not the decision maker, and the goal for the job hunter should be getting to the actual decision maker.
2: Now, premium
1: accounts or not having a premium account. What are your thoughts about that, Hannah?
2: Gosh, I am the wrong person to ask, Jeff. I'm a cheapskate. I'm still not buy, bought it. I still have not bought into the premium, so I'm always looking for the workarounds. Um, I think it depends on a budget. I I know people who um, are using the premium, um, but you know what? They're not using it as fully as they should or could be. Let's talk about the advantage of having the premium, which is being able to see everybody who's ever looked at your profile. Many people are interested in seeing people who've viewed their profile, but they don't take any action on it. So if I were going to pay and I were a job seeker, then I would absolutely reach out and send a message to every single person that had viewed my profile to establish some sort of a relationship, and to to find out what it was that brought them to my page. Um, But most job seekers won't do that. They won't take that step to do the outreach and try and get the answer to that question.
1: It's such a mistake. For job hunters, you have to think like a recruiter does. And the advantage of the premium, of just laid out perfectly. If you want to see who's looked at your profile, they had a reason for doing that. And you can do something as simple as LinkedIn notified me that you've looked at my profile. Let's connect. Is there anything I can be doing to help you? Is there any question I could answer that might help help you evaluate me? And, and allow them and also, to connect and also, with you. And I'm sorry, please continue.
2: No, no, no. I, I'm absolutely in agreement. I think that you've given some great verbiage on what they can say to make that really simple to do.
1: Because the goal is not to be a salesperson online. It's always about building relationship, right?
2: I strongly believe in that. And I and I think one of the fun things that I one of the reasons I've enjoyed social media so much is the uh, the opportunity it's given me to network with people that I probably would not have met otherwise. I'm going to use you as an example, Jeff. Had we not met on social media, we would not be having this conversation.
1: And I've been following your writing for a long time, and it is terrific. We'll get to that later, folks. But. Um, I wanted to have you on the show because I'd seen you writing, uh, your writings for quite some time. And had we not had you not done the outreach, I might have paused a little bit longer before reaching out to you. But once we were connected, I was very happy to invite you to appear on the show.
2: Well, so I'm honored. Co-
1: Thank you. As we're coming up on the end of our time with one another today. Is there any one additional tip that you want to share with the listeners?
2: Um, really great question. I think uh, the the greatest tip that I would love to provide <laughs> is to um, not rely solely on the job boards as the sole mechanism for reaching out. I'm hoping that most job seekers will take the second step, which would use two steps when they're applying for jobs. And the first step is finding the job. The second step is reaching out to somebody who works inside the company to make that connection so that ultimately when you do apply, you can be a referred candidate because referred candidates are hired externally at a much greater percentage than any other kind of candidate. So the goal is to always be a referred candidate.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Anna, thank you. This has been terrific. How can people reach you if if they'd like additional advice from you or coaching from you?
2: Absolutely. The best way uh, to reach out to me and to make contact is through Twitter. I'm there all the time and respond most quickly to that. It's at CareerSherpa, all one word. Um, I also have a website, and there's a contact form on there, which is careersherpa.net. Um, so I'm more than happy to um, answer any questions and direct you in the right way, provide that guidance, and be that coach.
0: So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few ways to get even more from me. First of all, visit my website, www.TheBigGameHunter.us I have several thousand blog posts there that you can watch, listen to, or read to help you find your next job. If you want the best of my advice, join JobSearchCoachingHQ.com where I've curated my information with a focus on interviewing. If you have a few questions, contact me through the Magnify app for iOS. That's Magnify with an I at the end or PrestoExperts.com where you can call me. Schedule a specific time with me through chat on Magnify or by connecting with me on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com forward slash IN forward slash The Big Game Hunter. Once we're connected on LinkedIn, you can message me about coaching you, speaking with me about a resume or LinkedIn profile critique, help with a salary negotiation, my trusted advisor services, as well as scheduling me through for Magnify or for PrestoExperts.com. Like you, I don't work for free. You can also take my classes on Skillshare and become a premium member using the link in the show notes and receive two months for free instead of just the one that the site offers. Skillshare offers thousands of courses, not just simply mine. It is a great resource in a variety of different areas. Subscribe to my other podcast which is called Job Search Radio. This one is number one in Apple Podcasts. Job Search Radio is number two. Subscribe to both. You will get great information seven days a week from this show, six days a week from the other. Lastly, I want to encourage you to join my group on Facebook called Career Angles. It's free to the first 500 people who join and is focused on helping you do better at work. Information is shared daily and we're building a supportive group there to provide advice and counsel during difficult times. Again, the group on Facebook is called Career Angles. I'll be back tomorrow with more. In the meantime, have a great day. Be great!